1: Home improvement has never been this much fun.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here along with my buddy Joe Truini. And this week, like every week, you're at the right place for the most practical, realistic, and most current home improvement information you'll find anywhere. Boy, we've got a lot of things we want to share with you. We're talking about more drywall problems, and I'm talking about a lot of them. What happened in this house? We're going to explore it a little bit and, of course, provide some solutions to that. Also, bad apples, uh, as in bad contractors. What can you do? How can you avoid it? We've got a situation we're trying to help a homeowner out on, and uh, we want to make sure that you avoid those same pitfalls that we hear about all the time. Also, a brand new, improve concrete coating we're going to tell you about that'll keep you from slipping and falling. Of course, we got some great emails here. We appreciate all those emails. And Joe, I know you've got a little simple solution tucked away. Give us a little tip on what we might expect.
2: Well, here, here's how to make your certain flowers and plants in your garden happy with, of all things, ground, coffee grounds, used coffee grounds.
0: All right. Okay. Always, always timely, simple solution. So we look forward to sharing that with you. And, and we also want to help you any way we can on any challenges you might be having. If you'd like to send us an email, all you have to do is go to todayshomeowner.com slash ask, or you can pick up the phone anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and call the Today's Homeowner hotline, 800 946 Twenty. I was about uh, ready to call the Coast Guard the other day, Joe. Uh, Why is that? Un- unbelievable! Twelve inches of rain at Whoa. my house in one day.
2: Oh, that's a lot. That's <laughs> oh like is that like a month's worth of rain ma- or more? I don't you, even know. Ma-
0: makes you a little nervous when you live on a river too. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it, it, it did it did raise up a little bit, but not too much. But how oh, amazing God. was it? It was. You remember that movie? Um, uh, Brother, Where Art Thou?, and they oh, had yeah. this one yeah, thing Clooney, where the, the, yeah. the, the dam broke or something, and suddenly everything was flooding, and, and it just all this, like a barn, you know, was floating by. Well, it wasn't quite yeah. that bad, but I sat there, and I looked, and I said, what is that? Well, there goes a the refrigerator. Oh, wow. On the then- river? On the river, a refrigerator, a refrigerator. open, okay. floating, and I, I, you know, I've got my little telescope thing that I yeah, keep an eye yeah. on the river there, and um, and that there's wine bottles and mayonnaise and everything just sitting there, coming out the, of the
2: refrigerator. The, well, yeah, just
0: you know, unbelievable. <laughs> and then there goes a kayak, nobody in it. Yeah. There goes a canoe, and lots and lots of trees. I, mean, I mean, it was wow. It was,
2: Where's it all going? Out to the Gulf or out up to the river? The, out, out to it'll the go Gulf. To, it'll wow. go to
0: the. It'll go to the tide. Will take it out to the bay and then all out right. to the Gulf and that kind Whoa. of thing. But hopefully, uh, um, of course, the internet was the local um, next door app was alive right. with all kinds of notices about. Hey, is this is this your refrigerator? <laughs> May I have that unopened bottle of wine? You know, there's a uh, different different things like that. Lot lot going on.
2: But you, um, I remember you talking about when you built this new house. I guess it's what two and a half years ago, three years mm-hmm. ago, that uh, you went, you took extra efforts to make sure it stays dry because in your older house you did have some issues with heavy rain. So you came out unscathed, nice not and dry. A,
0: not a problem at all. Everything, oh, great. And, and that's and that's what's so important when you're whether you're landscaping or you're building or whatever you're doing outside your house. Make sure the water promptly runs away from the right. house. Yeah. Or you're going to have a lot of problems. We've talked before about how you'd have border grass around and things like that. It looks great, but when it rains, if that downspout is dumping water in the area that you put the border grass yeah. or metal board or whatever, it's going to retain it and possibly pond up against the house, which is going to cause problems. So Did your gardens, no, you
2: know, the, the Sharon's gardens, the, uh,
0: oh, yeah, everything, the, the raised everything beds just and all fine.
2: that, they didn't get beaten Not, up and too soggy? No? Nope.
0: No, not, okay, not okay. a bit. I mean, water was flowing out of there and we had good drainage that flows, you know, straight to my neighbor's house. So it worked out good for me. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe that was his refrigerator. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Hey, you know, one thing that we always talk about and really, truly, it's one of the best returns on your home improvement dollar. And that is adding insulation in your attic. But we often get um, questions about, well, which one should I use? I have right. yep. fiberglass up there now. Should I put fiberglass? I have mineral wool. Should I put mineral wool. Usually you want to put the same kind of material that you have now. That's not absolutely a necessity, but what we thought we would share with you is just some general cost because that's one of the things that we get. And Joe, I know you dug into this a little bit and probably the least expensive um, approach to it is usually going with traditional fiberglass, whether it's bats or blow-ins So probably the most reasonable.
2: Yeah, it is. And I think it's because Everybody that's in the insulation business, for the most part, makes it and it's readily available. They've been making it for years. It's, it's gotten, as, gotten as perfected as it's going to get. And it is available in bats and loose fill. Loose fill meaning it can be blown in mechanically, like a truck comes and literally blows it into your attic or in the walls. Or you can even buy it in bags and spread it yourself Although that's a pretty you know labor-intensive oh, yeah. um, way to do it, but um, you know some some installations only come one way or the other, so that that's part of the reason. And I think the average cost now th- it's hard to give exact costs, of course, because you might be in California, you might be in Connecticut, where I am, or in Alabama, or Danny is. But mm-hmm. typically, it's about forty cents. This is per square foot, by the way, just for the materials, not for installation. Per square foot, and fiberglass can be cost as low as forty cents, forty-five cents, and then some of the more specialized um, types of insulation might go up to much to like maybe a dollar and a half, but that's still more affordable than most other insulation type. And by the way, you might wonder why we're talking about this in uh in uh are we? the middle of in the beginning of July? Uh-huh. It's because we as we say, you know, you know, insulation saves you money winter, summer, fall or spring. So, you know, anytime you can get insulation in your house, it's going to save you money. You don't have to wait until the weather turns cold.
0: And and if you want to do it yourself, we want to stress that you use a unfaced insulation. Just use a bat. Right. if you're if you're rolling out bats, make sure that it has none of the craft paper on it, uh, and usually you would go perpendicular uh, to watch your joystar now, your ceiling joystar now. And you might also check out some of the newer insulations. I know Owens Corning developed a new one they called NextGen, which uh, kind of, they've taken out the irritation uh, that, you know, some fiberglass is known for and also uh, made it to where it's even more efficient for the inches that you put in there. General rule, you need about 14 inches of insulation in your attic, no matter where you are. Now, Joe, I know many, many years ago, the big thing was cellulose. Yeah. Uh, right when the real um people really started thinking about recycling and you think about being able to recycle newspapers, which are there yeah. any newspapers left? But back then but <laughs> maybe but not. Yeah. That's they, right. they, did, they did a lot of that. But that's um just a can be a little bit more expensive.
2: Yeah cellulose is comparable to fiberglass, the downside is it only comes in loose fill. As far as I know, I've never seen it any other way. So it has to be mechanically blown in, or like I said, if you get bags of it, you can bring it up and dump it in your attic and spread it with a rake or something like that. Um, Average price is about 60 cents the square foot up to a little over $2, $2 $2.30, something like that. Um, In cellulose, it's either paper or wood, product, base product, it's like ground up and blown into spaces. It's probably might be the number two insulation uh, used, Danny, I guess, Mm -hmm. after fire. It Mm -hmm. might be a distant number two, but I think it is number two.
0: And then the the final one that we would recommend when we talk a lot about mineral wool, which has a lot of advantages, is, you know, mold and mildew resistant. It's fire resistant. um, It doesn't irritate your skin when you're putting it in. And it can go right on top of whatever insulation you have, but you are going to pay a little bit more for that.
2: Yeah, I think it starts at about almost a dollar fifty a square foot, but it's easy to install. It's pretty rigid, you know. It's not flopping all over the place. It's got great insulating value, like you said, um, and it could go as high as uh, four dollars a square foot. But depending on where you live, you know, you might make that money back pretty quickly if you live in a place that's really cold. And again, you can. Add, it comes unfaced, so we often get questions on the radio, right, Danny, about which way does that craft paper face. Is it up? Is it down? Well, you can't install this incorrectly because uh, mineral wool, which goes by the trade name rock wool, is unfaced. There's no way to install it incorrectly.
0: And also we mentioned a lot of times you don't have to do that whole attic to really start Becoming more energy efficient in your home, you can do just a couple rooms here and there as the time and budget allow. The things we always say is start early in the morning to where it won't be hot, and right. let's don't let's don't put that foot through the drywall. That's the <laughs> that's the main thing you, yeah. you you want to remember right there. Hey, we're just getting started here on today's Homeowner Radio. So glad you're able to spend a little bit of your busy weekend with us. When we come back, we're going to talk about the inevitable drywall pops and what can you do to prevent it and Keep it away. All of that and a whole lot more coming right at you.
1: Today's homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, heard coast to coast on some amazing stations like this one in Oxford, Mississippi, WTNM 93.7 FM. Special hello to everybody in that neck of the woods, and we want to hear from you. We make it easy. Pick up the phone and call us 800-946-4420 is the Today's Homeowner hotline, or you can send us an email anytime, todayshomeowner.com slash Ask. Right now, we're headed up to West Virginia. Sandy's on the line. Sandy, welcome to the show, and uh, tell us about the situation that you're having at your house.
3: I hired a high-end builder. He came in and built my home. About six months later, uh, we had all kinds of nail pops, thousands, uh, waviness, bulkiness, everything else, and they're telling me that that was a level four drywall and that I'm being too picky. And so I went out to try to find other people to come in to see if they'd fix it. Well, they can fix it, but they won't go up against the builder. And I've been trying to get this fixed for the last three or four years, and it's getting worse.
0: Well, uh, I I tell you, it's not right. And, And there's an old phrase that we used to use a lot of time about, you know, the industry standard and it's an actual real thing that's detailed in, in certain legal documents to tell you, you know, what you should expect from construction and how long things should last, things like this. But this is not your problem, nor should you have to deal with it. Something's wrong here, and I suspect it was a, a hastily put-together drywall uh, installation and finishing. I see in your in my notes here that you mentioned you know not only thousands of the nail pops that you're seeing, um, but also some of the tape that's showing through. So all of that is indicative of a bad job, bad quality, and sounds like some bad customer service there. If you've talked to them, this is just my personal opinion. I'm not a lawyer, but if you've talked to them and they have not responded. I would suggest you write a letter to them and insist that they meet you and offer suggestions to remedy it within ten days. I would send a certified letter directly to them that will require you know them to sign to show that they received it and see what they do if they come out uh, and certainly hope they respond very quickly um, if they if they if they aren't overwhelming you with customer service. Uh, then I hate to say it that you probably need to consider litigation on this because the value of your home is affected drastically by what we're seeing in these pictures and what you're seeing day to day. Because if if you tried to sell the house, it would be just a big red flag. Uh, when someone comes in, they would think something's moving, something's shifting. And since you made the builder aware of the problem six months after the construction was done, then, you know you gave them notice at that point. Now, again, legally, I don't know, but uh, certainly, um, when you look at it from just a practical standpoint, it's not right. And you've got a nice—you expected a nice quality house, and when you're seeing this, it's quite the opposite of that. Um, did they ever come out and look at it themselves?
3: Yes, uh, okay. the builder came out, and he told me I was being nitpicky.
0: Oh, what is it? <laughs> well, what? A, what? I I want to use the I word there, but I think I'll hold back. But
3: well, well I, I I used quite different terms for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I
3: spent spent a lot of money on it. And for a builder to tell me I've been nitpicky. uh, Yeah, I was really upset. Um, So what he done, he brought someone in to fix the problem, but I sent you a picture and apparently it's not fixed and it's all through my house. That's just one picture. I mean, it's all through my house. I mean, the drywall did the drywall guy did a terrible job and I've had people in here they they say they can fix it, but they give me a quote, but they never call me back, and they never show up
0: yeah yeah it's it's a problem sometimes like that when you know if you have a drywall guy and maybe he even does a little business with this guy, or you know it's you know a little clickish sometimes in in that kind of environment um I'm not sure I wouldn't go ahead and jump forward and find um find an attorney in your area that routinely works on construction defect cases. You will find them. There's a lot of them out there. And find one, interview them, see if you like uh, the communication that you have with them. And I would consider... um, uh, not necessarily filing a lawsuit, but having them get involved with sending a somewhat stern letter, have a meeting out there, and see what the intention is. Because um, the thing that not only are you uncomfortable, unhappy—that that's a big part of it—but the value of your home, that's the real kicker. That you, since you're the value of your home is less than one just like it with no drywall pops, without a doubt. And uh, that's what I would uh. I think I would go ahead and get that letter sent there. Joe, it's an unfortunate situation, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I feel so bad for you, Sandy. And you have to walk in that house every day and you see that. And it's not in just one room. So it must be really just frustrating. And I agree with Danny. At some point, you're going to have to contact the lawyer. And the other thing I would suggest is you'll have to pay him, but have a really good home inspector come out. He'll see the problem. He might be able to tell you why there's a problem. Typically, when joint tape is coming off, especially in most of the house or all of the house, it's because no one put, they didn't put enough joint compound behind the tape before pressing it into place. They were in a rush. And they probably, instead of going over the tape with two or three layers, coats of joint compound, maybe they only put one. Um, and I also notice it seems a little wavy. I've I have that photograph. Yeah. It seems wavy between the rafters and that might be caused by, if those rafters are 24 inches on center and they used half-inch sheetrock, which they typically use throughout the whole house, that's not enough. That should be five eighth inch sheetrock. So anyway, a building inspector would be able to come in there, maybe notice some of those things, and then the the attorney would have, you know, some expert, um, some evidence, expert evidence that, you know, this is the issue. You know, maybe he finds out that they. They use nails instead of screws or the screws they've in aren't, aren't hitting the joists or the rafters or the studs. And, you know, so unfortunately, finding someone to come back to repair it, most people, they don't want to repair other people's mistakes. They want to just start from scratch. And that's probably why you're having trouble finding someone. Um, but unfortunately, there's not much else we can think of that you can do.
0: Uh, Joe's okay. exact. Joe's exactly right with that span. That is a very important part of it. But also on a vaulted ceiling like that, sometimes your roof rafters. Are your ceiling joists. So that is what they're nailing to. And roof rafters traditionally are on 24 inch centers. So that could easily be that. But also, it could be a lack of ventilation that that's simply not pulling the moisture out of that vaulted ceiling. That can cause the waviness and certainly nail pops that you're seeing. So uh, I wish we had some magic formula for you here, but kind of makes me grit my teeth a little bit um, that the builder said that and the builder's not willing to take care of making. You, um, t- you know, making you whole and making the 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 house at the level that you expected.
3: Well, he he told me it was the level four, and that's what I paid for, and that's what I got.
0: I've never heard of that.
2: Never heard of. So level then, four, you get nail pops. If you only went to level five, <laughs> that you would is have driven the nails in correctly.
0: That's the <laughs> craziest thing. I would go full speed ahead on that one, Sandy. I, I don't I don't I don't want to stir up any trouble or anything like that, but. You sound like a very reasonable person, and I think it's um, time to make that dreaded phone call.
3: All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your help.
0: You're well, welcome. We certainly wish you the absolute best on that and, and hope that it does, um, you know, you can get this issue behind you and everything. But best of luck to you, and thanks so much for being a part of the show today.
3: Well, thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay.
0: You as well.
2: That's a tough one. And the builder says you're being picky. Yeah, I'm being picky. Fix the fix the drywall i won't be picky anymore i've never
0: heard level so so you're paying for the level of quality
2: yeah well, cuz he he didn't use a level when he built the house so the place is right. a mess you have to...
0: yeah so how how do you, i don't know i, I... How do people sleep at night when they do that? I don't know where uh, I'm not know. being Too harsh yeah. on the guy. We don't know the whole story, but I'll tell you what. Uh, what I'm seeing in those pictures is not a house that I would buy and that would be the same right. with yeah. anybody with any level of that. Okay, well we kind of starting off a little <laughs> negative here, but that's the way it is sometimes with with projects. We have got a lot more information to share with you when we come back. I want to tell you about everybody likes cafe lights. Matter of fact, I'm about to buy this very um, same cafe light um, uh, system that I'm going to tell you about uh, when we come back. It's pretty cool and can be used in a lot of different ways in those outdoor living areas. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back.
1: Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Pavestone. Creating beautiful landscapes.
0: And welcome back to the today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our best new product segment brought to you by the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You know, I love the look of a string of cafe lights over an outdoor space, like maybe a deck or a patio, but often the challenge is controlling them conveniently. So Hampton Bay has addressed that with their brand new smart HubSpace Edison bulb color-changing LED string light. Now, like all of the HubSpace products, it allows you to control it from your phone or with voice commands, and that's great, but what's really cool is that you can change the color of the lights as easily as you turn them on and off. Now, you can create unique colors for, say, your favorite ball team or a special occasion or quickly switch to one of the fashionable built-in holiday themes, and you can adjust the lights. from warm to cool to match the other lights in the landscape plus the edison style bulbs are made from durable acrylic so they'll hold up outside for years and years so to find out more about these hampton bay lights head over to home depot dot com. As I mentioned earlier, Joe, I'm I'm about to buy some of those. I'm, I'm oh, yeah? me- measuring what I need, and I'm going to put it around my my boathouse. I've always wanted oh, to have yeah. lights there. Yeah. I know I, you know, at Christmas I put some around there, but that was putting those up and taking them down. Yeah. No, thank you. But yeah. <laughs> um, but pl- plus, you know, I want to be able to control them from a distance, so I'm gonna put it up there and. I might be in a blue mood one night and I'll turn them to blue or, well, you know, whatever. So
2: And voice command. So you can just stand on your back porch and just scream and across just the lawn, it, you know? yeah, across the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. That's what I plan on doing. I do that with the kids all the time. Get out of my yard. So we'll, <laughs> and those are your kids. <laughs> that's right. Hey, let's go back to the Today's Homeowner Hotline. We'd love for you to join us there at 800-946-4420. Colleen is on the line from New York. Colleen, welcome to the show and tell us what's going on around your house.
4: Uh, my story is my parents actually hired a construction company to install a new stoop, and at first they said they could do it for 10000 and then when they wrote the contract, they said 11000 and they agreed to do the stoop, but that turned into they, they needed a retaining wall. So then they filled out another contract totaling 40000 which is absurd, insane. Um, they went ahead with it. So on May 8th, my parents gave them a large amount of money. Then they were asking for more money on the 11th, and they told the company, no, you have to wait. On May 18th, they asked for more money again, and my parents said, no, you are not getting any money. Then they were trying to get a hold of this company for a week straight because they didn't show up. And they had to come back and do the top stoop because... The way they did it wasn't level, and if it rains, all of the water would revert back into the house so then finally they they showed up on June third, and my parents said, "You know you have to get off the property. You're not getting anything from us." but however, they did walk away with a lot of money and my father did ask them if they were licensed. they said yes, i, I he didn't provide him with the license number though, so I guess that was on my dad. I even called him up because I was concerned I was losing sleep at night. I said, This is a lot of money. He goes, No, you know, we know your parents are old. We're going to do the right thing. They're 78 and 80. You know, we're not looking to scam them. We know there's people out there doing that. But meanwhile, a stoop and a retaining wall does not cost 40 grand.
0: Well, I'll tell you, um, of course, you know. Uh, I assume um, your parents uh, did not get any kind of contract from them. Was it just a verbal agreement?
4: No, actually, it was a contract, but who knows if that was even a real contract. They right. have, phone num- have two phone numbers on there. One, you call, it says, do not accept calls at this time. They do have a Gmail address and a website address. They do have a Facebook icon and an Instagram icon, but when you click on it, it's Brings you to
0: nothing. Yeah. Well, th- this is all of the signs, uh, and of course, people that scam uh, when people are scamming like that. Of course, they're nice because they want to continue getting as much money as you can. Um, Colleen, this is a very serious matter, and um, I think it's uh, it- it's it's time. I mean. To tell you the truth, this is probably something that they could be arrested for. I'm seeing more and more people across the country being arrested for taking advantage of people and bad business practices, and they, it may well be a criminal charge, but I would recommend you call around, uh, uh, you know, realtors are a good um, source to call to find a lawyer in your town that routinely deals with construction defects, not one that defends um builders, but ones that interpret the problems and will will, will send the letters, um, serve papers, do whatever's necessary for them to be able to pay the money back that's right and also pay for the lawyer fees to pursue all of that. This is a very serious matter, and I would suggest doing it right away. It doesn't matter if they're nice people or not, because obviously they're not they may act nice to be able to keep the scam going but these are bad people and I, and I'm I'm judging that strictly off of what you've told me and um but um you guys have seemed like you've been more than patient um let's go ahead and um, find that lawyer and feel comfortable with them and they need to get a letter, a demand letter to them right away and get a meeting together and see if you can't solve something without a lawsuit or criminal charges. But I got a feeling both of those might be right around the corner.
4: Right, right. And I did call um, the Queens County Bar Association, but funny, they're they're moving this week and not, not answering their phone till Monday. It says leave a message, but I can't. So, I'm going to call them back on Monday. But I have like Better Business Bureau and um, even the Yonkers, because they said they work out of Yonkers, New Jersey, and New York in Queens. Um, I contacted Yonkers Consumer Protection Board, even New York Consumer and Worker Protection, Better Business Bureau. Yes. Yeah, I've been. And then I called up this company. there's another—it's under—the um, the actual company is in a 908 area code in New Jersey, and they said they stole their name. So they're dealing with a detective in New Jersey. So they think—they believe it's the same people doing it that stole their name.
0: Well, many, 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 many times it is, and uh, well, don't don't give up. I wish we had a, a, a easier solution to you. We're right up against the break, so I'm, we're going to have to go to our commercial break. But but um, be be vigilant. Don't give up. Keep pushing and pushing. Don't compromise and get that lawyer in there that can really navigate through there. Colleen, we're so sorry that you're having an issue like that, and uh, um, I certainly hope that you can find a remedy on it very soon. We've got to run to the break. You're listening to Today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to Today's Homeowner Radio, the number one place for practical, realistic home improvement tips. Today's Homeowner is brought to you by... Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Custom Building Products, the leader in flooring preparation products and tile and stone installation systems.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here along with my buddy Joe Truini and I want to share something with you here that might be just what you're looking for. You know, most of the time when homeowners talk about refinishing a surface, it's because they want to improve the appearance of it like a new coat of stain or varnish on the front door and fresh coat of paint on the kitchen cabinets or things along those lines. But some surfaces need attention because of the way they perform, not the way they look. Now, outdoor flooring surfaces need ample traction for a variety of weather conditions to keep them safe. Now, we've all seen porches, decks, or stairs that were kind of scary on damp days, um, and that's where TrackSafe anti-slip sealer can be your best friend. Now, this is another great product from our friends at Deitch Coatings, and TrackSafe is a pre clear finish that bonds to all kinds of flooring materials and will create that anti-slip surface. Now, from concrete floors, like in your garage, to wooden deck steps or even slippery field stone walkways, you can refinish the service to make it a lot safer without changing the appearance at all. In addition to its aggressive anti-slip performance, TrackSafe is also a sealer, so it protects those surfaces for kind of all-weather durability. Now, you simply apply two coats of it with a paintbrush or roller just a few hours apart, and within 24 hours, the surface is ready for normal traffic, except it's a lot safer. So, to find out more about TrackSafe, check it out at Deichcoatings.com. D-A-I-C-H, coatings, Now, that is something that I have used a number of times, actually, on my tile steps I have that were extremely uh, slippery out by the pool. It is just so safe now for me, my wife, my kids, uh, grandkids, everybody. So um, track safe is what it's called, Deitch Coatings dot com um, and Joe, you know it's a uh, something like that that's so do-it-yourself friendly. I mean, you yeah. want to make sure the surface is clean, and then that's it—just two coats, yeah. a few hours apart, and you're done. And doesn't change the appearance of it, but it just provides that that little bit of tackiness that you need um, to keep somebody from slipping. Because you hear so many people that slip and fall, and we want to avoid that. At any oh, cost. absolutely,
2: especially on stone steps. And you know, that's oh, yeah, that's the most important <laughs> part—is that it's not only a, a Slip resistant. It doesn't change the color of the original surface and it seals it. So, exactly.
0: Yeah. Hey, let's uh, grab an email or two here and you can send us one anytime. Today's com slash asked richard from arkansas says we have a 45 year old 12 by 20 all aluminum sunroom that sits on a concrete slab it has a corrugated roof with screens and storm windows the frame is constructed with two by two hollow aluminum stock i'd like to support the roof to be more load-bearing and then install double pane windows and an entry door any thought on how i can reinforce the roof Well, you know, you can put, um, and I've seen this done where you actually put cross sections running perpendicular to the um, existing aluminum rafters that you have, and that can be additional aluminum, which to make it all blend in, or you can actually use wood beams to go across. But the key thing there is it has to have vertical support under each end of the beam to provide it. In many cases, it may only require one mid-span board that you might be able to wrap with some nice nice, attractive wood so that it kind of is a very intentional accent in the room, but still provide that type of of support that you need. And you may also talk with uh, someone in your area that builds these type of things and see if they don't have a solution to make it a little more substantial. Let's go with another email. Russell from Texas. We have a cabin in Idaho that draws water from a well. In winter, we turn off the pump and then turn it back on in May. This spring, the water is very muddy. Now, we let, the, we let the faucets run for a long, long time, but the water just won't clear up. I'm not sure if it matters, but we've had a very wet and snowy winter. How long does it take for water to clear up in normal circumstances? Joe, usually when you have a situation like that and you hear about cabins a lot, like my little yep. cabin that I have, uh, that's one of the first things I do is just turn the water on and let it run yep. and run and run to yep. exercise that pump, but also to clear out the lines. But um, I wonder if there's a filter issue here or maybe even where you have the a strainer at the very bottom of the well if maybe there's something that's allowing that that sand and dirt and mud to 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 get inside the water that's being pumped to the house
2: yeah usually when you get a lot of sand and sediment and mud in a well pump it's because either there's not enough water and you're suddenly drawing what where, where basically is dirty water or In this case, maybe because of all that rain, you know, some of the water on the sides, some of the dirt on the sides of this shaft have just collected more and more because of all the water. Either way, it doesn't really matter why he has dirt. Um, Yeah, usually if you let it run... You know, for, I don't know, four to six hours, it should usually clear out.
0: Getting that well company out there that works on the pumps on a routine basis, they'll know exactly what to do, and it's less expensive than you might think. Hey, you're listening to today's homeowner radio. When we come back, hey, it's simple solution time. You're not going to want to miss this one.
1: Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Duck Brand Weatherization Products.
0: This is today's Homeowner Radio. I'm Danny Lipford, and my buddy Joe Truini, who's the Simple Solution Master. Share with us another one there, Master Joe.
2: But you said I was simple, I don't know where you're going
0: with that at first. <laughs> my simple friend, Joe. Simple. <laughs> okay. uh,
2: here's a simple solution, how to use leftover coffee grounds, used coffee grounds, even used tea leaves uh, to acidify the soil of certain plants in your garden. Um, there are several plants that love having an acidic soil. What you want to do is take the coffee grounds, or if they're used tea leaves, obviously take them out of the tea bag. You just want the leaves themselves. And just a light sprinkling. You'll need maybe a quarter of an inch applied over the soil around the plants, maybe once a month at the most. And what that, will do, that'll keep the pH of the soil on the slightly acidic side. And again, these plants love acidic soil. So that's a great way to get uh, bigger blooms, more colorful flowers and a more bountiful uh, produce development of uh, these blueberries or whatever you have. So try that instead of just tossing them out or putting them in your compost.
0: Boy, I love those kind of um, recycling ideas like that. A little more of a challenge when you have a Keurig um, coffee maker. <laughs> the, little, the, little pod, the little pods, you got to open up the yeah. little pods. Maybe that's a great uh, little um, project for the kids when they're, you know, with there the grandkids. That here here, take this knife.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> Try not Maybe. to remove a thumb.
0: Right. Maybe not. Hey, uh, hey! this week on today's Homeowner Television Show, I really want you to check this show out. You heard all, us talk all about the Backyard Paradise Contest that we do each and every year. Well, it's a big one, and this particular project just turned out so good. What a before and after picture. We did it just south of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, fantastic family, a wonderful little little kid there that uh, helped us out a lot, and we really really enjoyed being around them, but wait till you see what you could do in your backyard by checking out the Backyard Paradise. Really cool, and we're talking about plants. we put a lot of plants, integrated a lot of that. How about a bocce ball court? Yes, we oh, even yeah. created Let's a go. bocce ball court um, using the PaveStone Paver Base. The, the team from Quickrete and PaveStone always do a great job, and it just seemed like they raise the bar each and every year. So go to todayshomeowner.com and find Find out where you can see the Today's Home on television show in your area, and you'll be glad you did. You'll get some great ideas of what you can do in your backyard. Joe, I'll tell you, um, they have a brand new thing called Ladera, which is a special right. type of stone that you use for a lot of retaining walls. And, mm-hmm. uh, man, those guys keep developing things. You just shake your head and look at them and go, how did you come up with that? And yeah. how they can, you know, there will be four or five different pieces that go together. So that you don't have that repetitive look to it right. and um, yeah. it's kind of a gray color, very natural looking. And uh, it's pretty amazing what you can do with, with that and just a little bit of construction adhesive to hold it all together.
2: Yeah, I guess that was the challenge to, of many of these manufactured paving products is that they look like manufactured Con- out of concrete, out of cement, because mm-hmm. that's what they are. Mm-hmm. And they didn't always look like natural stone. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's with the new products looking more and more like natural stone. You know, it's a quicker, more affordable way to do it, especially if you don't have, like I'm fortunate. We have lots of natural stone on our property, like everybody else here. And western Connecticut. But uh, yeah, you know, like you said, they're they're in the business of creating pavers that people want, and they, they always seem to come out with something new and interesting.
0: And when you see, you know, this project, you'll say, whoa, that's a little bit too much for me to take on. But I always, you know, talk about phase remodeling and doing things yep. in stages. And uh, pavers and creating a paver outdoor living area is one of those, a great example of that, where just, you know, just whatever money you have to left over in a little bit of time, just go ahead and get that 10 10, 10 patio done and immediately you're having a barbecue and grilling out on it right away later on add another 10 by 10 or whatever it also allows you to think about how you want to utilize the yard while you're using it and makes it a lot easier to get the exact type of yard you want now that's going to wrap up the first hour of today's homeowner radio i'm danny Lifford along with my buddy joe truini thanks so much for spending some time with us here on today's homeowner radio